Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem will be learning Daf Nun Zayin in Masechus Yuma. Uh, a little shortened version today. So, uh, over Shabbos, on Daf Nun Hey and Daf Nun Vav, we started really learning in earnest the about the Hazah, the sprinkling of the Dam. And we learned the sources, right? There were Psukim, two Psukim, that gave us all of the all of the information uh, that we were able to derive. One of the psukim was, uh, had to do with the par, and the other pasuk had to do with the seir. And so we learned that there are, in fact, at least, so there are four series of sprinkling, and that we learned how the sprinkling goes. We also learned why we say achas, achas ve'achas, achas ve'shtayim, right? That was daf nun hey, that we say it, as a machlokas, whether the pasuk actually alludes to it, or whether we say it in order to keep rhythm, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. But be that as it may, I had mistakenly, I misunderstood a note in the art scroll, and I had thought that something went in descending order. Let's, let's just, uh, so just to clarify, the way that the avoda worked was you did the avoda of the par and the avoda of the seir, you would sprinkle once towards the top, so to speak, which we learned was with palm facing up, and then seven times with palm facing down. So once with the par, right, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, with the dam of the par, right, we have the dam of the, of the par that was shechted, and the, dar, and the dam of the seir, uh, la shem, that was shechted. And so the par it would be with palm facing up once, and then palm facing down seven times towards the paroches, right? Uh, towards, right, the Aaron Kodesh, Bein Habadim, that's in the Kodesh Kodeshim, and then the Seir again, palm facing up once, palm facing down seven times, and then we go out, we just learn now in the top of Nunzayin, the idea of going with the, with the, um, same, uh, Dam of Par and Dam of Seir, uh, in the Kodesh, right, towards the Parochas. Towards, towards the Kodesh HaKadoshim, but standing in the Kodesh, okay? In front of the curtain. So that is where, how we start on the Zion. We said, how do we know that we do the same thing in the Kodesh that we do in the Kodesh HaKadoshim? So if you're keeping score at home, we're doing the sprinkling four times, right? One of the par and one of the seir, both in the Kodesh HaKadoshim and in the Kodesh, okay? So four of those sprinkling is what's going on. Uh, there's really more, a little more sprinkling that go, that's going on, but that is the core of what we're talking now. Uh, th- those those hazos. So now, ten lines down, on daf nun zayin, the gemara says tana. I'm going to talk a little bit more about these hazos. That when we do the sprinkling, so as we already mentioned um, over the last few dafin, you don't have to sprinkle it directly on the curtain, but you sprinkle it in opposite the curtain. We learned this from a pasuk. Uh, the pasuk was actually ambiguous, right? The pasuk says, Al ha-parochas parochas. So the, that, that's very ambiguous. It says that twice. It doubles down on that ambiguity. From that ambiguity, we learn that, uh, that just like when we do it in, towards the parochas, it's as if we do it on the parochas. But, in the Gemara, we have a descending, a descending view from Maseches, this is quoted from Maseches Me'ila. And it's a story. 
we know uh, historically, whenever we have halacha and we have halacha controversy, the stories are all often very important in terms of being machriya, what the halacha is. So, Belazar Biyasi, Belazar says, Aniri Isia Beromi. I went to Rome, actual Rome, and in Rome, I saw the actual curtain. And the curtain was blood stained. And in there, and therefore, that he brings as a raya keneged our Gemara, keneged this brisa, to indicate that in fact you do sprinkle it directly on the parochas. This story and the inference that it has to, anything to do with the dam of the par and the seir of Yom Kippurim is, is astonishing. Because after all, first of all, how does he know, right? So Tosfos, uh, uh, and, and the other Mepharshim address a lot of the issues. Number one, it was a fascinating story. He went with the Shimon Bar Yochai. What were they doing in Rome? Was it a joy trip? No. It was to uh, go do away with all the decrees that were uh, issued against Klal Yisrael. So one of the issues is, was this bias Rishon or was this bias Shani? It's, uh, well, it was Rome. Okay, but it was Rome, but it could still could have been one or the other because of the fact that um, you know, at any point, even if one nation conquered another, it could have somehow made its way uh, to Rome. That's one issue. So the, the, other, the other fascinating part of the story, if you go through the Gemara and the Me'ilah, there was a, the daughter of right, the Roman emperor or, or, or the person, in, the Roman in charge, had gotten uh, possessed by a shade. Rav Shem Baruchai was dispatched to do, perform an exorcism and he did so successfully, and as a consequence, he was given the rights to anything he wanted in the palace. He goes down to the bottom of the palace, and he sees the clay hamikdash. So, of course, another issue is we had already a machlokas, a fascinating machlokas. Was the Aron? This was um, this was a few, I think also over Shabbos, was, or maybe it was Arab Shabbos. Was the Aron actually hidden, or was the Aron sent into Gaulus and taken by our right our enemies? So this would certainly imply that it was taken away. This would seem to be machri on that machlokas as well. So you have to address that issue as well. And then finally, with regards to the blood, how, this is what Argomar addresses, how when Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, how when he saw this blood stains, what would give him the indication, first of all, that it meant that it had to be sprinkled on the, on the parochas, right? Maybe he could have been uh, incidental splatter, right? Could maybe it's possible it was uh, that the halacha is to sprinkle it towards it, and just some of the blood gets towards it. And the other question that the Gemara addresses is, how did you know that it's the blood of the par and the seir of the Yom Kippur? Maybe it's different blood. So that's where we get to the other sprinkling. The sprinkling other than the par of the seir, as follows. Says the Gemara, the dilma the par helam havu. Right? Maybe it's not the par of the seir. But it's the parhelam davishot sibur siravoda. We already discussed that when there's a communal mistake based on uh, a psak issued, let's say by by the Sanhedrin. So there are examples of korbanos chatas sibur, right, where you make a mistake, and that those korbanos, as we had already learned in this mesachta, are brought in the inner mizbeach. Okay, and part of that procedure is in fact that you do hazah. And you do the hazah towards the curtain. Now, it happens to be that hazah is done from the mizbeach, so it's 
like a three-point shot instead of a layup line, right? When we do it on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol stands right in front of the curtain. As opposed to here, um, with this, the Param Davish where you do it from the Mizbeach, so it's from further away. But be that as it may, if you sprinkle it nice and long, it could also a splatter on the curtain. So the question is, how did Reb Elazar Reb Yossi know that it was, um, that it was from the par, uh, that it was from the, right, Seir and the par of Yom Kippur? Maybe it was from the par Yom Dabar Shel Tzibur. So the Gemara answers, the Chaza de Avid Interesting. He saw it in a sequence. This is, a, this goes along with the Shita of Rashi. You have to fit it in with Rishonim. Rashi had said that Matzlif means up and down. That there is, this is perhaps where I, uh, uh, initially got the idea of going progressively lower. That was, it didn't mean to go progressively lower in number. Forget, forget about that. But Rashi holds that the first Hazah has to be, uh, towards the top. So the Gemara seems to imply when we learned it, um, to, uh, two blot ago, that top and bottom means just palm facing up and palm facing down. But apparently the sprinkling itself does have to also be somewhat towards the top, the first sprinkling. And the bottom, Rashi would say, kimat sleef, uh, could mean, as we said, it was demonstrated, but could mean any one of a number of things. And according to Rashi, it means that it's actually very neatly done so that progressively the first sprinkling is towards the top and then the seven that are towards the bottom go in a neat order in a row going down. So that, had they seen that in order, that would certainly indicate that it was in fact the Par and Seir of Yom Kippurim that he had seen on the curtain. And it would also imply that is the fact that it's in order, that it had to be sprinkled on the curtain itself. So that answers some of our questions, at least within Shitas Rashi. That's the simplest way to understand it. In contrast to the Parim Davashot Sibur, again, that's a long shot and it doesn't have to be on a certain order on the, on the Paroches. And therefore, that would be, uh, that, that would not appear to be as neat, and that's how Rabbi Lazarus Yossi knew, uh, both that it had, to, that it was the par and Seir Shalyom Kippurim, according to Rashi, and how he understood that it had to be sprinkled on the parochas directly. So now the Gemara says, And, but, it was also taught regarding the parochas, that when he sprinkled it, Right, so we said with regards to that that it wasn't supposed to touch the curtain, but if it did touch, so then that's okay, and it's still, in other words, incidental touching of the blood is okay. It doesn't make anything puzzle, and so this is basically a brisa that is coming from a different angle and uses the story of Rabbi Lazar Berbiosi, um, basically from the other direction, but teaching you the same thing, which is I'm Rabbi Lazar Berbiosi, Ania Isi Beromi. Same story, when he was in Rome, So according to the second Brisa, he, uh, he says that that which he saw in Rome was in fact the Paralem Dovashot Sibur. How does he know? And according to that version of the Brisa, we ask him, how did he know, how did he know that it was in fact of the Paralam Davashot Sibur, not the Dam of the Paran of Yom Kippur, says, uh, so, so he said in that story, the Chazanu David el Shalokasudron. So in the second version, it was that he saw them haphazard, uh, stains on the Parochas. And that's how he knew it was, it was, Rabbi Lazar Yossi knew that it was the Param Davashot Sibur and not of the Par and Seir of Yom Kippur. Okay. That is, now so we're in the middle of page in Zion Amad Aleph, and we're up to a new, idea, which is, so we had already said, 
uh, previously that there was a bowl filled with the blood of the sa'ir and the bowl filled with the blood of the par. Okay, so the question is, what happens, and we are very careful not to mix them until we're finished doing the mixing, because that of the par has to be done, they vote of, of par, and, and the seer, the vote of the seer, accordingly. But if they are mixed, can you use that blood for the vote of the hazah? So, as right, Rashi says, right, damim bedamim, the first wide Rashi, shall par shall seer, kodim shenasan bifnim klum. The question, because we're going to have four different scenarios. First scenario is before you do any hazah at all, you already managed somehow to mix the blood of the par and seer together. Can you use that blood? So he says, so do like this, do one, so do one up and seven down. And have in mind that it's both for the par and the seer. After all, you have to do one for the par and one for, for the seer. But here, every droplet has components both of par and seer. So instead of doing two separate set of hazas, do one hazah and have both in mind. So Amrua Kameda Rabbi Yirmiya, this uh, ruling was brought in front of Rabbi Yirmiya, was in Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Yirmiya became racist. Amar, Bavlai Tipshai, these Bavlaim are dumb. They live in a dark land of dummies. They said, therefore, a dark, dumb thing. Because the problem is like this. You're supposed to do the sprinkling of the par and then the sprinkling of the seir. Now, when you do, let's say, the first sprinkling, one up, and you have both the par and the seir in mind, so the par is okay that you did the top one first, but what comes out is you end up doing the upper hazah of the seir before you ever got to do the lower hazahs of the par. That is out of order. You cannot do it out of order. After all, the pasuk that says that you should complete the kapara of the kodesh infers that kalei dama par dama seir. Vechila, which means you should complete, is an implication from the Torah, or a halacha from the Torah, that you have to first complete the dam of the par before you ever do the dam of the seir. And therefore, it cannot be done out of order. And therefore, the complete par, up and down, hazahs have to be done before you do the seir hazah. If you do the upper one as a hybrid of both, then you've jumped the gun and you've done the seir before you completed the par. That you cannot do. The Rav Yirmiya, therefore, has a suggestion. Do it differently. Do with the mixture one and then down. Do the whole thing and then do one and seven for the par, one and seven for the seir. And even though in both cases you're using a mixture, you can have in mind to do it for the par and then for the seir. You just have to have uh, right, you just have to have the right kavana and complete it first. So in the, instead of doing one set of hazos, you're going to do two sets, one for the par, one for the seir, as if the bloods weren't mixed at all, and just have in mind to have for the first set for the par, the second set for the seir, that will work. So that was issue number one. That's if you get it mixed up right away before you do any hazos. What about set case number two? Says the Gemara, Nisarvulu dami medami matanos achronos. Matanos achronos here means that, uh, after you did the first hazah of the par upwards, now you're doing the hazah of the par downwards, but in the interim, be- between the up and the down of the first set of the par, you had, um, you had mixed the blood. So what happens then? So Savar of Papa Kamei the Rava Lameimar, so if Papa was learning in front of Rava, and he said, I have an idea. Nosen Shevelamata the Shem Par, the Shem Seir. 
He said, <laughs> so why don't we do this? The top, the top one was before we mixed anything. We used the correct blood. We used the, that of the par, and that was fine. The bottom one, we now had it mixed. So let's do it. L'shem par, l'shem se'ir. And then, And now, since we've used the mixed blood, so now we've taken care of the hazaos lemata, both for the par and the se'ir. Now all we have left is to do the lemala for the se'ir, and bada bing, bada boom, we're done with the hazaos. To which, Amalei Rava, are you kidding? Uh, right? Rabbi thought that we were dumb for, for my suggestion before. Now they're going to think we're dumber than dumb. He's going to say, not only are you dumb, but I just explained to you why you're dumb, and now you can't even, you cannot even be taught. Right? They'll say, not only are they dumb, but we can't even, they, they, we can't, they can't even be taught. Because, Listen, it's the same issue. If you're going to say that the, that once we've done the upper lapar and then the lower lapar and the seir, and we use that one for both, so again, now we've done the lower of the seir before, right, doing the upper of the seir, we're going out of order. And that is a problem. We can't go out, not only, right, you can't go out of order. And uh, and it's the same thing as what we learned before, that everything has to be not only one after the other, but in proper sequence. So par up, par down, seer up, seer down. To do the seer down before seer up is totally wrong. In other words, really, Rav Papa didn't have any reason to assume that that's for sure what it was going to be the halacha, because in the first case, the issue was that you were doing the par before, that you're going to do the seir before the par. Here, you're doing the par and the seir simultaneously, but Rav understood from that that you also have to do it in the proper sequence, and therefore, he insisted that that would not work to do it that way, and therefore, what does he suggest? As we turn to the Zion and the base, so it's like this. You did the par, and you did it with the dumb of the par. Then the two got mixed up. So now do seven down the shame par, like we said before. And then and then even though you have the blood mixture, again, you can have kavanah that it should only work towards the seir. And then so you've done one up, then you can do seven down, you can do another one up and seven down, the shame seir. That's ish, that's case number two. Let's do case number three. Okay, so here you have before any any hazas, you it's not that you mixed the two blo- the two cups like before. You just confuse the two cups. You don't know which one is which. So what are you going to do now? So now it's interesting. Before, when you had a mixture, you could have kavana for it to be lapar or the, to be lasir. But here, how can you take the blood of the par? And have kavana that it should go for the seir. Only when you have a mixture can you do that. But when you're using the wrong cus, the wrong cup, you can't do that. So it says the gemara, noisen, v'choyzer v'noisen, v'choyzer v'noisen shlosha pamim. So do like this. Do hazah, right? So right, it's like a logic riddle. How many times would you have to do hazah uh, to make sure that you has to be that you're doing it the right way? So only three times. You're supposed to do first the par and then the seir. You don't know which one is which. So in the best case scenario, you took the right cup, you would only have to do it twice. But we have to account for the fact that you might be using the wrong cup. So have, so to, they, take the first one, have in mind that it's for the par. Let's say it's the one for the seir. So you use the wrong one, it doesn't count. Then, then take the second one, have that one also, uh, so, so have, I, you'd have to make sort of like a tanai. That if the first one was right, then the second one is gonna be for the seir. That's, that is a chiddush that you can do that, right? And then, and then that would work. But if the first one was incorrect, so then take the first one, 
and therefore you're making it for the par, but you use the dam for the seir. So then that one didn't work, but then the second time you do it again. So then the second time you have in mind that if this is the correct one for the par, so then it'll count for the par, and then you'll go back to the first one, and that'll be the seir, and it'll work. So in other words, the chiddush here is that you can make that snide where you don't know exactly which one you did, but certainly if you do it three times and you have in mind that if this is the par, it should be the par, and if this is seir, it should be the seir, then by having done it three times, you certainly it's, uh, uh, at the end of three hazas have done the proper hazah at the end. Fine. So that is the etzah, and that is case number three. And now we have case number four. Miktas damim nisarvulo, or miktas damim lo nisarvulo. Okay, so now... Part of it did get mixed and part remained unmixed. So what do you have? You have three cups. A cup of par, a cup of seir, and a cup of mixed. So what's the problem? The Gemara asks, What's the problem? You have a cup of par and a cup of seir, so use those. Those are vada. In other words, this is not where you're confused and you don't know which is which. You know that you have a cup of par, a cup of seir, and a mixture. So use the cup of par, and then use the cup of seir. And then just leave out the mixture. Says the Gemara. No, the question is, what do you do with this mixture, and how is it treated? As follows. The question, Okay. When you have leftover blood from the hazaos, they could be one of two things. Shiraim is what you call that which is left over from blood that could have been used for avoda. And the two are disposed of differently, uh, right? Uh, the chuyin is something that got mixed and it's puzzled for avoda. That's called the chuyin. So shiraim has the kedusha, right? That is spilled down on the mizbeach. As opposed to the chuyin, that's just waste, and that is spilled down la'ama, right? Le'yesod is on the Mizbeach. Le'ama was sort of the canal, the water canal that ran through the courtyard that was used essentially as sewage, right? That's like flushing it down the toilet, so to speak, Lahavdil. So the question is, this mixture, right? In a pinch, as we already learned, you can use a mixture and have kavana for the right one. In this particular case, you didn't have to rely on that because you had a pure cup of par and a pure pure cup of seir. So the question is, does the fact that this mixture could be used in a pinch mean that it's disposed of on the Mizbeach, like Shiraim, or the fact that you didn't have to use it in this particular case means that it's disposed of like the Chuyin through the Amma? That's the question. So eight lines down, we say, Amar of Papa, right? This happened to have been a Machlokes elsewhere. And in that Machlokes, we had said there was a shita that if you have kos uh, echad, that if even if you have one cup, it makes the blood in the rest of the cup in 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 the other cup shiraim. In other words, the fact that you have right, there's a machlokas with regards to what's considered shiraim. The fact that it can be used for a voter or the fact that it is used for a voter. So the shita that says that the fact that it is not used for a voter makes it shirayim and still kodesh and you have to dispose of it, that's only if you could have used it if you wanted. Of high, the ibai the mesa of lo If he wanted it, he, but in the case where of the mixed blood, where if he wanted to apply it, he would not, lo. Then it's not shirayim, but in that particular case, remember, he could have used it if he had the right kavana, but he would never use it. Why? Because it's not ideal. In other words, in the absence of a pure cup of par or seir, he could have used it in a pinch. But in the presence of a pure cup of 
par and seir blood, he would not use it. And therefore, says Rav Papa, in that case, even though typically it could have been used in a pinch, in this case it could not have been used, and therefore in that case you would say that it is not shirayim, but it's rather dechuyin, and you throw down the ama. Or alternatively, Amalei Ravuna Bereder of Shula of Papa, Ravuna says the exact opposite. Adaraba, on the contrary, even if you're going to say that the other cup means it's rejected, that's only where it's actively rejected. In other words, the blood of the other cup say, you say, I'm not using it all. But here he had the mixture. He didn't say, oh, I'm for sure not using it. Had he needed to use it in a pinch, he would have used it. So there's really two extreme ways of looking at it. In other words, if, is, what, what constitutes shirayim and what constitutes dechuyim? Is waste does waste mean something that I couldn't use or does waste mean something that I decided that I'm not going to use? Based off of that, you're going to say, how are you going to dispose of this blood? And that's really the issue here. Will you dispose of this mixed blood as waste or you dispose of it as shirayim, something which is holy? Now, what is this? Where, what's the uh, source of this machlokas? It's a b'risa. The Tanya, we learn in the b'risa, l'mayla omer, the pasuk above says, es tamo yishpoch, you should pour the blood down. Estamo yishpoch means on the mizbeach. V'lamatahu omer ve'es kol damay yishpoch. All its blood has to be uh, poured onto the onto the mizbeach. So obviously that's the issue. Estamo yishpoch means only that which you use. Es kol damay yishpoch means all of the blood has to be spilled. So minayin lechatas shikib al dama be'arba kosos v'nason mizeh achas and mizeh achas. So now ha, let, let's see how we use the word estamo ve'es kol damo. So we say, let's say you have um, four separate cups. You put, for whatever reason, right, you, you could take one cup. And this is in a situation where you have a korban chatas. When you have a korban chatas, you place it, right, on what, on, you do four hazas, four nesinas, really. Not hazas, but you place it, as we said before, on the corners of the bizbeach. So let's say you did it, for whatever reason, you took it out of four cups, and then you used each cup for each corner. So all the remainder, right, all the leftovers, you spill it on the yesod. That's from the idea that says that every piece of drop of blood has to be thrown on the mizbeach and not through the ama. Now you might have thought that even if you only used one of the four cups uh, to do the nesina, that you would still have to throw the rest of the mishbach. No, that's where Estamo Yishpoch teaches you that that it's only the cup of the blood that's actually used that you spill, but not the, but not that which is not used. So we see we have these two aspects of the psukim. That's how we get the tension here between the two shitos, right? It's the reading of the psukim. We say some makes it sound like. All the blood has to be spilled on the Mizbeach and the rest is waste. Uh, and then there is no waste. And some makes it seem like only that which is used is on the Mizbeach and the rest is waste. And so really the truth lies somewhere in between. That some of the blood that is used is thrown down the Mizbeach and some of it is thrown down the Amma. So that was, that's where the tension begins. To which Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon says, so let's say you have four cups of blood. You use only one of the cups. So he says, right, he uses the psukim differently. He says everything is thrown down on the Mizbeach. But means mamish all the blood. 
meaning all the blood has to be thrown in the Mizbech. So, so the Gemara asks, What does he do with the fact that it says not all the blood has to be in the Mizbech? It sounds like uh, only that which is used is, is, is spilled in Mizbech. So the Gemara answers, Know that according to Rabbi Lazar of Shimon, when it says that not all, all, all the blood is spilled down the Mizbeach, it means that the blood that didn't make it into the cup, that does not have to be spilled in Mizbeach. So that Shirayim Shabbat Shabbat means when you shechted the animal, right, you created obviously a certain amount of blood and then you collected it. So Rabbi Lazar of Shimon is going to hold based on the Psukim, all the dam that's collected is in fact going to be spilled down the Mizbeach when you have leftovers. But it does, but the dam, that you, not all the dam that's involved in the shechita process has to be spilled down the Mizbeach. That could be disposed of, which is to say, you don't have to suction like you do an incision in a certain a periodontal procedure or whatever. You don't have to suction the dam off from the incision area and then throw that down the Mizbeach. That dam is going to be, be disposed of down on the Amma. So we'll resume tomorrow in the two dots, line, nine lines up from the bottom on the Zion and